Podcast. Welcome to the first podcast of Intuitive Homeopathy. I'm here with Angelica Lemke, and today we're going to talk about Angelica's new book, Healing Complex Children with Homeopathy, that just came out this April 2021. Thank you, Bridget. So Angelica, why don't you tell us how this book came about? You have been working for over 10 years healing complex kids, and it would be great for people to hear a little bit about your background and how you started working with these kids. I graduated from naturopathic college, but I was a homeopathy nerd in in school. I loved homeopathy and, and studied it and focused on it as much as possible. So when I graduated and started practicing in 2009, um, I did start seeing kind of a wide variety of clientele, um, but then I started practicing with another homeopath who specialized in special needs kids. His name is Pierre uh, Fontaine, and he's in New York City. And um, I spent two years really diving deep into um, autism, pandas, pans, Um, behavioral issues with kids, and it became the core of my practice. Um, And um, yeah, I I really believe um, if you are passionate about a subject, it comes to you. So I was passionate about it. I was compassionate about it as well. So um, I've been focusing on these cases since 2009, really. And you had a bit of personal experience with kids with autoimmune disorders, right? I had. I grew up with a brother with a CVID, which is chronic variable immunodeficiency. And so I think growing up with a sibling who was getting immune treatments and was always sick definitely primed me for this group. And then I think we all have family histories as well that we're working through as healers that that attract us in, in my family history had, had various immunodeficiency issues on both sides. So, right. So as you first started practicing, uh, and you were seeing kids that were diagnosed with pandas and other autoimmune disorders, what kind of struggles did you have when you were trying to find remedies for these kids? Because the standard materia medicas for the remedies don't always really relate to the behavioral and cognitive difficulties that you might've been seeing in your clients. That's correct. So homeopathy is an incredibly powerful modality that has the potential for dramatically turning around cases. Um, These cases are complex and sometimes they require more than one remedy. Usually they do. Generally, most homeopaths are trained in classical homeopathy as I was. And I trained with an amazing homeopath who's seen a lot of special needs kids, Paul and Amy, Persky and Amy Rothenberg, and they're in Massachusetts. I learned a ton from them, and there's so much that you can do from a classical approach. But these cases are so complex that sometimes you need to kind of keep your mind open to continuing possibilities for how to go deeper to help them even further. And so I would really marvel at the expertise of the mothers who would come to me, who learned all sorts of modalities on their own. And really, they became my teachers. And when I would see a mother take a homeopathic remedy and then really try to understand homeopathy and just go with it, with dosing and finding remedies and having incredible success, it was very exciting to me. And 
she became my teacher or those moms became my teacher. And I would see what was it that they were doing that other moms weren't doing and how could I continue to kind of support them and be their coach in finding therapies and remedies to help their kids because a mother will stop at nothing to help her child. And it's, it, they are more passionate and unstoppable than most trained medical professionals. Yeah. And it's beautiful that you were able to kind of tap into that and see that they were partners, you know, for you to try to help their kid and that their uh, intuitive sense of what their kid needed was actually really helpful in being able to, to move their kid forward. And so I think seeing that, how did that kind of change your approach and how you were working? So you, we can look at children's cases and we can get very analytical about them and very heady and we could take, you know, do lots of testing or we can also come into a more felt feeling space, more heartfelt space when we're taking cases. And I was doing that because I feel like when you go into a heartfelt space and take cases, you can go deeper. And so when you're automatically doing that, you're coming in with a lot of compassion. You're connecting to the child within a field of love and you're feeling that with the mother as well. And so for one, you know, I'm entering the case that way and then saying, I'm your equal. I'm here to support you in your healing process. It's it for me, it's more fun that way um, when I can I can be at the same level as the mom and have her teach me. And ultimately, I think that's why a lot of moms who were successful just asked me to develop a course in homeopathy, because if you can successfully heal your child with homeopathy, you're very committed to it. It's very exciting. It actually brings about a self-evolution in yourself. And so a lot of moms who have that success really are drawn to studying and becoming homeopaths themselves. And so it just became the natural next step for me to develop courses for those mothers. Right. So these moms came to you and said, you know, we want you to teach us more about homeopathy. We're interested in possibly practicing and helping other kids now that we know and we've seen such amazing healing in our own kids. We have to, you know, we're really driven to help other people. And so they came to you and asked you to put together a course. And in preparing for that course, you thought, well, I need to kind of assemble all of these statistics that I've been gathering over the years. And you created something called the Book of Life. Can you tell us about that? Right. So I just want to give a caveat that not every mom who has a lot of success with homeopathy goes on to study it and become a homeopath. There's plenty of cases I've had where there's been success and then the mom has just kind of continued with her life as is. But yes, uh, as I was taking lots of cases, I needed my own tools for helping me understand the cases from a big picture perspective. Because in homeopathy, we are we have so much information at our fingertips. There's tons of books and repertories and and to really kind of hone in and understand these kids and translate what's in Materia Medica and repertories to what these kids need takes a little bit of effort sometimes. And so I started to collect data into spreadsheets in Excel and create charts of different types of cases and the types of remedies that were useful for those cases. So I created those charts and I also created just charts of groups of remedies and what those groups of remedies looked like in that set of kids. So what do 
animal remedies look like in a kid needing an animal remedy? What do certain plant families look like in a kid needing remedies of that plant family? What do, you know, certain mineral remedies look like? And so what I really started to create was a materia medica for complex kids, special needs cases. Um, It started out as uh, a lot of notes in a binder that shifted to an Excel sheet. And for my first round of classes, I just printed off lots of copies of the Book of Life, which I ended up selling quite a fair amount of copies of, which is surprising. I mean, I would go to the printers fairly often to print out copies of it, which I'm not sure eventually how many disseminated. Well, and every mom that I know, including myself, once we received this book, it was like a gold mine. It was like all the answers were just laid out in front of you. All of these amazing ideas that were both organized by type of kid and type of case, as you were saying, but also for the nosos, all the different um, you know uh, types of infections that the kid might have and what kind of remedy would work for that. And it just was organized so beautifully and had information that we just hadn't seen anywhere else. And so we were all quite devoted to using it and had so much success using it. I think a useful example too is how infections appear in children. So for example, like, you know, your average strep infection in an average person presents as a sore throat and, you know, just issues with the tonsils. And whereas in a kid who has autoimmune issues or has autism, it presents as certain behavioral issues instead. So lining up of things. So being able to kind of shift our clinical perspective and how we see these children because their immune systems aren't functioning where where they need to be, that the whole picture of of what is showing up clinically in a kid looks different. Right. All laid out based on your expertise and all your years of experience working with these kids. A lot of times you don't have labs for kids like this, or the labs don't show uh, whatever virus or bacteria is bothering the kid. And so seeing the behavioral mental side of what those infections can do. I know personally, my kid never tested positive for strep. And yet, uh, based on the book of life and the information about the behavioral and emotional things that those children suffer from, I was able to connect enterococcinum, which is strep in the gut with my child. And that was one of his major remedies. And without the book of life, I never would have even considered that he might have strep in the gut because we had no labs that indicated that. I learned a lot from the parents who'd be like, oh yeah, when my kid has Klebsiella, this is how he acts. But they've only learned it based on their experience. And this is like a new generation of children. It's, it's, this is new information because our our kids are suffering from a lot more uh, chronic disease manifestations than they used to, right? So there would be moms who would get like that lab test to show that clostridia was really high and then they would see the behavior and then I'd be like, tell me about the behavior and now I know it. And now when I see that behavior in another kid where I see, you know, aggressive behaviors with green stools, I can prescribe clostridia, perhaps. An important step in helping me also prescribe was eventually moms who would muscle test or intuitively test remedies on their kids. And they would test not only remedies, but potencies. 
and how frequent to dose and such, just based on their own intuition and feeling. And then those moms having an incredible amount of success. So I started to integrate that too. It's not the number one thing that you have to do. You don't have to muscle test in order to get benefit from homeopathy or the book, but I did see it as making a big difference in being able to differentiate when you have a kid who's raging and you don't know if it's from strep, Lyme, Bartonella, or roundworms. To be able to intuitively test that makes a big difference. Right. And then something that you talk about a lot in the book is the sensation process. And that's something that you do with parents in the intake appointment to try to get them to feel into what their child's pain feels like, what sensations come up for them, uh, if they try to imagine themselves in their child's body. And talk about how amazing you can find these very random remedies just from the words that people come up with when they're in these sensations. Right. And so the medicine and the answers they say are within. Well, we can work on that by closing our eyes and imagining what it's like to be our children. And when we do that, when we use our imagination, we imagine them in their body, in their pain. When Imagine when they're in their pain, what does it look like? How are they holding their body? And then you imagine, I am my child. I am in their body. This is what pain feels like. Um, this is what stress feels like. When a child is stimming or stressed out, putting yourself into their body positioning, imagining how they feel in their muscles, their joints, their tendons, their belly. The body doesn't lie. So it's a really useful way of going deep. So for a lot of parents imagining what it's like to be their child, it's the first time that they really start to put together how they're feeling in a unique way. And they'll say, wow, this is the first time I really understand that my child is feeling this way, you know, so it helps for the homeopath to have that perspective. So after having so much success with the book of life and you taught a great many mothers um, how to use homeopathy, both in their own families. And some of them went on to become professional homeopaths. Uh, you started a new round of classes in January of 2019 and uh, I was in your class and I, within the first month, received your book of life. And I, as I was saying earlier, I couldn't put it down. I could not believe the goldmine of information that you had put together. And um, I had experience in editing books and I emailed you and said, hey, you should make this into a, a regular book and get it out to people outside of your classes because the book of life was really only accessible to your students for the most part. It's just a photocopied book. And just a photocopy, yeah, and mostly charts. And so and there's so much information in it that you could kind of expand upon and, you know, bring out to the general public. Right. Creating a book that, that we created together was a daunting task because it's a complex topic and there are so many remedies in homeopathy that could be looked at for these kids. But, you know, you were so helpful in being organized and just kind of plowing forward with it that we got it done in about two years time. So, yeah, you know, a lot of additional information was added as well. So it's, it's fairly up to date on a lot of current topics from mold toxicity to EMF sensitivities and parasites and Lyme. 
Right. And for people who are new to homeopathy, we go into the history and practice of homeopathy and just basic case management information, dosing, all the things that you would need to know. Uh, And then it's organized by type of remedy, uh, which is helpful for when you're looking for something in particular. And then she goes into type of kid as well. What was so great about the book of life, all that is still here, but it's just a lot more, you know, fleshed out. And, um, we go into all the different types of remedies like sarcodes and tautopathy and nosodes, and it's all really written for, uh, the lay audience. I think, um, professional homeopaths have already given uh, an amazing you know, response to the book and are learning a lot from Angelica's method, but this is not written above the heads of parents, especially parents of complex kids who have been in and out of doctor's offices for many years. This is, you know, not anything that they would not be able to understand. So it's, it's very accessible for the general public. Yeah, it's exciting to see what the response will be, but I I truly believe that there are angel wings carrying this book and it has a life of its own. And if it gets into the right people's hands and, and blesses them with the information, I will be so grateful. Thank you for helping me get it out there. Thank you for being willing to do it. And I think this is going to empower a lot of parents to be partners in the healing of their child, which I think is desperately needed for families to really find true healing. Now is the time. Medical professionals are kind of burnt out. You can spend thousands of dollars, you know, so much of your income trying to find this expert and that. But if you can dive in and learn homeopathy for yourself and um, not only just heal your children, but heal yourself, because that is an important message in the book as well. It's invaluable. Yeah. And it gives you, so this book is just really going to give you the tools that you need to understand homeopathy in a lot more depth than you perhaps do now. Um, And especially in terms of complex kids. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be a wonderful roadmap for families who are going through these issues uh, in their families. So thank you, Angelica. Thank you for sharing all of that about how the book came to be. And in future podcasts, we will uh, get a little more in depth with each chapter and get some case examples and stories from from Angelica's practice. Excellent. Thank you, Bridget, so much.